Welcome to Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm your host, the autistic woman. This episode is about the steps to follow to set boundaries. In a previous episode, I talked about why it's so important to have boundaries. I've heard from you that you'd like to know how to set boundaries. In this episode, I'll cover some steps for deciding what your boundaries could be, setting them, and implementing them. Virtually every interaction, every relationship we have is guided by boundaries. If a person doesn't set them, then they are set for them. When we're children, our parents determine our boundaries. A boundary is a line or fence that prevents you from crossing into another area. It's a protection and a safety. How do you know when you need to have a boundary? Here's a simple way to start. Think about some things you don't like, times when someone treated you in a way that hurt you or angered you. What things do you wish were different? What contradicts how you see yourself? Here's an example of something I've talked about before. I had a family member who talked negatively about others. She wanted me to agree with her to validate what she was saying. Because she is a family member, I can't always avoid interacting with her. This communication style became normalized. I started to see the world negatively and found myself complaining often. I felt guilty after talking with her because I wasn't comfortable criticizing other people, especially since I didn't agree. I decided I was increasingly unhappy with how someone else was treating me and that I had to change it to protect my mental health. The first step was to name what was bothering me. I don't want to hear negative things. I don't want to feel pressured by someone to agree with them when they criticize others. I don't want people to expect me to be okay with things they say I don't like. I want the choice about who I talk to and what I talk about. Now, the last sentence sums up what I want. In other words, the goal of the boundary. The first sentences tell what my boundaries or fences will keep out so I can have what I want. You can turn that into an empowering statement like, I can make the choice about who to talk to and what to talk about. The choice is mine. Now, believe it. You're an adult, you're in charge of your feelings, and you have the right to be respected. Okay, so now what? If you're new to setting and implementing these kinds of boundaries, as I was, realize that your only other choice is to continue to do or put up with or have done to you something you're not comfortable with and that even may affect your mental or physical health. I became so distressed by negative talk that I felt I would rather risk the relationship than my health and self-esteem. By setting boundaries sooner than later, you can prevent accepting things you don't want. You can solve problems that already exist. You can strengthen your sense of self. People need to know your boundaries in order for them to be effective. You don't have to announce them, though in some situations you might choose to. The more important thing is to live them. In my situation, I had never said stop, even though I felt awful. That allowed the other person to get comfortable with it. Generally, people don't like change, and asserting myself might encounter resistance. 
Think about this. Resistance can tell you that you're on the right track. What the other person thought was up to them is now up to you. As autistics, we truly want to know what's expected of us. It's our roadmap. Boundaries help you draw your own map of expectations of yourself and others. They must be clear. So I worded my boundary as, I don't want to hear negative things about other people. Who can argue with that, right? It's what you want. The resistance you experience might be in the form of expecting you to justify your position. Don't. You don't have to justify a boundary. Period. Justifying is the same as defending. You don't have to defend what you want. Word your boundary so that another person can't really argue with it. Most autistics like facts. Facts are true. In my example, I said, I don't want to hear negative things about other people. I was prepared with a backup statement because I expected I would get some resistance. When I first stated my boundary, the other person ignored me and kept talking. My backup statement was, I'm uncomfortable hearing negative things about other people. Why is this important? First, I told the person what I wanted or didn't want. I wasn't mad or mean. I stated it as a fact. Second, I told the person how I felt when I heard what I didn't want to hear. I made it clear that if their statements continued, it would hurt me. If you have any hesitation believing that you have the right to assert yourself, then realize you have a duty to keep yourself from being hurt. Your happiness depends on setting boundaries. You're protecting yourself. No one else can do that as well as you can. In my example, the other person ignored me probably a half dozen times. So I became a parrot, and you can too. I don't want to hear negative things about other people. I'm uncomfortable hearing negative things about other people. I don't want to hear negative things about other people. I'm uncomfortable hearing negative things about other people. It wasn't easy at first. By being a parrot, I took the emotion out of it. I became like a needle stuck in the same place on the record, repeating over and over. Every time I asserted myself, I felt stronger. Someone may still ignore your boundary. They might continue to violate it even after they know what it is. By being matter-of-fact, you make it clear. If it's not getting through, you can change the way you say it, as long as you don't justify. As in, I enjoy talking to you as long as it doesn't include bad things about other people. Or another version that makes your expectations known. You've told the person what you want. No negative talk. You've stated how you feel when they do it. Uncomfortable. You've told them how you feel when they respect your boundary. I enjoy talking with you. When you've done all that and are being ignored, the final chance you'll give them to respect you is to add, please respect my boundaries. Now, in case they doubted it, you've made it clear that your boundary is not going to change. If the behavior continues, avoid the person or cut them off. This is not the silent treatment or revenge or playing games. 
You've made it perfectly clear how you feel. Now you're refusing to let yourself engage in something that makes you feel bad. You're protecting yourself, and that is your human right. In my case, I wasn't getting anywhere. I had to avoid the person. When I did, it started to feel better. I realized how down I was feeling because of the negativity. The thing is that not only was I hearing what I didn't want to hear, I was also upset with myself and her that I had to listen to it. We hear that if we don't provide discipline for our children, we make them unlovable. When we don't set boundaries for others' behaviors, there's a risk we won't even like them anymore. Sometimes a person will think all they have to do is acknowledge your boundary without changing their behavior, such as, I know you don't want to or like to talk about these things, but this is like saying, I know you have boundaries and I don't have to respect them. Your next step, avoid the person or even cut them out of your life. You're not going to drop your boundary, especially now. If you do, you increase the chance that any boundary you set will be disrespected in the future. When you set and implement your boundary with another person, you're going to get a reaction. Someone who's willing to respect your boundaries will. They may appreciate knowing your expectations because it takes away the pressure to guess. Some will just ignore what you said and you'll have to repeat it and become a parrot. Some will expect you to defend or justify. Defending a boundary inevitably leads to a fight or a war. It doesn't go well. Some will try to change your reality with something like, you're too sensitive, or every time I try to talk to you, I get some excuse, or even, you've never had a problem with this before. Hey, those statements are not your reality. They're not even relevant. Your only response is to be a parrot or to say nothing. You have a right to choose not to participate further with a person who does this. Someone will say something unexpected. To prepare for that in advance, have a few standard phrases ready. Here are some ideas. You can say, I don't like that. Or, I need to think about it. I'll get back to you. I'm not sure. I don't have enough information. I don't know anything about that. I've used these quite successfully. You can set boundaries about anything you want. There are no wrong boundaries. Here are some examples of boundaries. I don't answer the door unless I'm expecting you. Text me before you come over. That's one of my boundaries, to keep myself safe, to have a choice about when, and to protect me from the unexpected. I don't want to go to that restaurant. It's noisy and I feel uncomfortable. Now don't give in if the crowd wants to go. Let them go and you pick where you want to go even if you have to be alone. If they want to go anyway, that's their boundary. In truth, the noise is your issue, so you have the power to deal with it. You can give yourself other choices like bringing noise-canceling earbuds or just trying to go and see if you can handle the noise, but you don't have to. If you value your time and someone is late, in essence disrespecting your time, you might say, I was here on time and had to wait for you. Next time we meet, let's pick a time that works for both of us. If the person's late again, another tire goes flat or the babysitter was late, don't play games by showing up late the third time. 
Instead, if it's someone you have to meet up with, tell them to text you once they arrive, and then you'll head over. Don't sit around waiting for their text. Let them know ahead of time that, if it's too much past our meeting time, I might have gotten involved in another project, so we'd have to reschedule. Boundaries are expectations, what you expect of yourself and others. People who don't know your boundaries won't always assume them. Set them before the situation arises if you can. As autistics, we script in anticipation of how things might go because we want to be prepared. When something unexpected happens, perhaps something we haven't thought about setting a boundary for, or are relying on boundaries set by our parents or others that don't work for us, we can feel panic or feel lost. So, don't give up. You might not assert yourself every time. Accept that. It's okay. I promise it gets easier. When it works, it feels amazing. It increases your self-esteem. It can make the next boundary even easier. If you're feeling challenged by boundary setting, or even if you've found some good ways to set them, share it with me. I'm on Twitter at an autistic woman, or you can email me at info at the autisticwoman.com. I love hearing from you. I've received some great suggestions that help me provide content that's relevant to autistics. Please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. To support the show or become a patron, follow the links in the show notes. Listen to some other episodes while you're here. This has been Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm the autistic woman. Slava Ukraini. <laughs>